Welcome to the Hidden Why podcast, episode 1042. This is my interview with Raj Anad, and we're discussing healthy diet and mindfulness. Please enjoy. Hello, Raj. Welcome to the Hidden Why podcast. Great to have you here today. I can hear you. Yes, I'm fantastic, Raj. Whereabouts are you? I am in Massachusetts. Okay. A long way away from where I am in Australia. Yes. Um, now, tell us a little bit about yourself, Raj. I've been told that you're um, you're now 90 years old. Is that correct? I am what? 90 years old. Uh, I am 86. In a couple of months, I will uh, be 80, uh, starting 87. 87. Okay. Well, I was given the wrong information. There you go. And yeah, no, I'm sorry. My 87th birthday is coming. I was born in 1935. And you're still working. You've just released a new book. Uh, yes, I love it. Healthy Diet and Mindfulness to Prevent Coronary Heart, heart Disease. You're a uh, yes. cardiologist by, by practice. I, I'm a cardiologist and have been professor at University of Massachusetts Medical School for 41 years. I have written other medical uh, textbooks, and I'm also an inventor of thermoelectric angioplasty catheter. Okay, tell us more about what that is. That sounds a bit confusing. You're an inventor well, of what? Catheter is, uh, it is a catheter you go into the coronary arteries and you melt the fat of the coronary arteries, but now stents are more common. Okay. Interesting. So you, you're really into um, looking into what creates a healthy, healthy life and uh, longevity? Uh, yes. How old do you think you might live to, Raj? Well, I hope I live long, but I want to live healthy and happy so I can take care of myself. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. There's no point living long if you're not healthy to be able to have a good life. Right. I'm interested in this um, in this in this topic right now, and I'm I'm reading a number of books on this topic, which is interesting. Um, and I want to just discuss a few few things from your book because you you talk about a a number of different factors that help uh, create a healthy life, including diet. But you also talk about exercise, stress reduction methods, um, adequate sleep, socializing, and also checkups as well. So can we, can we delve into a little bit of the information that you share into your book? Is that okay? Uh, yes, sure. The thing is, healthy diet alone is not enough. You have to have a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And in that healthy lifestyle, it is all included, what you just mentioned, healthy diet, regular exercise, stress reduction, socializing, adequate sleep, uh, and... Uh, uh, once a year uh, physical uh, checkup mm. and uh, so that is what this book is all around uh, all about and I wrote this book because all the books that I have read so far they tell you eat this don't eat that eat fruits vegetables beans but nobody explains to you if you go to the supermarket and you want to buy bread there are 10 different kinds of bread which is suitable for you. 
if you want to buy oil, uh, which oil you should buy. When you go yeah. to a restaurant, go to a restaurant, everybody orders salad. Nobody tells uh, the server to remove uh, the seeds from uh, raw tomatoes because they uh, have toxic lectins. So that is why I wrote this book to um, have the person become knowledgeable and for himself or herself choose what is good for him or her. Mm. And uh, also- okay, so a little bit more in depth there by the sounds of that. Sure. So let's let's just talk about one one thing for a second, and and it's kind of interesting as a professor uh, for many years yourself, and even now, um, things and and I guess the science is is changing so quick, and new discoveries are happening all the time, and what we once knew seems to be um, obsolete in, within a very short period of time. How do you keep up with the the um, the science and and I guess the information that you provide? about you know what what it does create a healthy life i read everywhere wherever i can including the internet and when i read on the internet i go back and check it and recheck it and sometimes i try things on myself uh, for example this diet that i have written about i tried on myself for 3 years yeah. and saw its effect on my weight my health and then i wrote the book Okay. So you do a lot of research then by the sounds of that? Yes. Yeah, I think it's it's probably necessary, huh? Very necessary. So talk to me about diet. Now, I don't want to go down into the nitty-gritty, but I just want to talk about sort of what's what's your general overview of, of what creates a, or what makes a good diet? Okay. In diet, you need food to have energy and you need food to build your day-to-day tear of the body cells. For energy, you have carbohydrates and fats and for building uh, of the cells, repairs, you need proteins. But to uh, have them function, you need uh, vitamins and minerals uh, to complete their job to produce energy and uh, uh, carbohydrates, fats and proteins are called macronutrients and uh, vitamins and minerals are called micronutrients. But that is not enough either because you need also these days antioxidants because there is so much of pollution all over Mm. that uh, uh, you should take antioxidants as much as possible, as many as possible. And just for uh, everybody's knowledge, the antioxidants are present in all the fruits and vegetables that give them the color. So eat full rainbow, all different kinds of fruits and vegetables. Then they are uh, present in nuts and seeds, uh, and spices. Among, yeah. the nuts, among the nuts, the best are walnuts and pistachios. Among the seeds, there are chia seeds. Among the spices, there are cinnamon, garlic, ginger. And from the Middle East, there is sumac. 
Then oh, yeah. from coffee and tea, you get your uh, uh, antioxidants and then red wine. And lastly, chocolates. So if you have to uh, uh, eat, uh, say, uh, one fruit, uh, the one top, I would say, is blueberries. That uh, yeah. is very powerful antioxidants. If you have to eat one vegetable, that is broccoli. I'm not encouraging to eat only one, but I'm just mentioning this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. And so blueberries then, and broccoli, and, lots of antioxidants. Excuse me? I said lots of antioxidants. Lots of antioxidants. You cannot keep up with them. Yeah. And uh, there are supplements available too. And I'm trying. I've not made up my mind yet. Uh, one of them is uh, uh, bergamot from Italy, from the bergamot orange uh, tree. And uh, uh, the other is from artichokes, which are good for the liver. But I will be reporting as soon as I made up my mind. Right now, I'm very encouraged. Okay, just going on, on to supplements for a second. Uh, actually, backtracking to your, your comment on antioxidants and, and fruit and vegetables, do you think we should be primarily eating more plants like fruits and vegetables? The answer is yes, primarily. And what about those, what about dairy and meat and and you know things from the supermarket like your, your crackers and um, cereals and breads and stuff like that? Right. Okay. Talking of meats, those who want to eat meat, I have no problem as long as they eat smaller pieces and trim off all the fat. And if you eat seven days a week meat, introduce at least one day of plant-based and from there on gradually increase at your own comfort. Mm -hmm. Then as far as the crackers and all that are concerned, uh, that is not good because there are five things you should try to avoid and that is fried food, highly processed meat like sausages, bologna, and also prepackaged snacks uh, and uh, sugar, and then bad fats. The bad fats are saturated fats, trans fats, and oils. One should try to cook without oil in, say, a tomato sauce, but if one cannot, use only one oil, and that is avocado oil, uh, which has good fatty acids in it. And the other ones, like soybean oil or sunflower oil, safflower oil, they have omega-6 fatty acids, which cause inflammation in the body, which mm. then lead chronic inflammation leads to eight diseases, which are eventually deadly and debilitating. They are high blood pressure, they are stroke, uh, heart disease, uh, uh, then, uh, Alzheimer's, dementia, cancer, arthritis, uh, diabetes, and leaky gut syndrome. These nine diseases, they can be avoided, at least reduced significantly, if you cut down inflammation in the body. And to cut down inflammation in the body, you should eat good carbs, which are fruits, vegetables, beans, whole grains, good fats, which are nuts, seeds, fish, uh, avocado and olives, uh, and then uh, plenty of antioxidants. 
those who do not eat meat must have one multivitamin with mineral every day. And lastly, uh, and of course, one uh, cup of yogurt as a probiotic. Okay. And some prebiotics also. All vegetables have prebiotics in them for good bacteria. And lastly, everybody wants dessert. I have no objection, but the <laughs> only dessert which is good for you is chocolates. And when you bite our chocolates, it must be dark chocolate with cocoa. What are you talking on. like? 85, 95? What, what sort of percentage? Uh, well, that's what I'm coming to, dark chocolate with cacao content of no less than 75%, uh, preferably uh, 88% are in that range. And under no circumstances by any chocolate that has cacao content of less than 60% because the dark milk chocolates, they all have cacao content of less than 35%. Right. So once you see less than 60, just put it away, try to start with 70, 75, and gradually build up your taste. Okay, so a couple of questions just on those food groups, and that, that's great information. With the carbohydrates, and it's one that sometimes gets me confused, um, I understand you want you know more pure carbohydrates, not processed, so avoid bread. But what about like potatoes and rice, for example? I mean, are they uh, manageable? Uh, as far as potato is concerned, uh, there is selenium in it, there's magnesium in it. It is good, but the pulp inside that we eat, that is a pure, simple carb. So if you are eating potato, eat with the skin, eat baked potato and without the butter. And once in a while, it is perfectly all right. Don't eat mashed potato. Uh, because that is all simple carb and uh, uh, immediately raises blood sugar and can lead to insulin resistance. That's not good. Uh -huh. Okay. And what about the likes of the grains like rice or, or uh, quinoa? As far as, as far as grains are concerned, then if you buy bread and it says whole wheat on it, don't believe it. Because government, for example, in U.S. allows mixing some white flour in it and calling it whole wheat and only certain percentage. And therefore, make sure it either says 100% whole wheat flour or it says whole wheat grain flour or multigrain uh, flour. So those are good. Oats are good. Uh, and quinoa is good. Uh, millet is good. And one thing I must mention that is there is a misconception that brown rice is very good for you. Well, brown rice per se is good, but the arsenic content in brown rice is more than what the FDA allows. And mm. therefore, brown rice should be avoided. Okay, so white rice is not too bad. Well, there is a black rice, wild rice, uh, that is good, but make sure, cook it well, chew it well, and when you uh, eat, don't start eating with too much because the stools become very loose very quickly. At the same time, I must say, if you want to eat uh, white rice, there's no problem with it as long as you eat it with beans. 
once you uh. mix it with beans and you chew it, then all the fiber in the beans get mixed with rice and rice uh, uh, lacks one amino acid where, uh, which is present in beans and beans lack two amino acids which are present in rice. So it makes a perfect meal. If you combine both of them, chew it well. Okay, that's interesting. That's probably why the Japanese have that natto on top of their, their rice for breakfast. Right. So tell me, that's good information, thank you. And supplements, um, you just talked about a couple of, by the sounds of it, new supplements that you're doing some research on. What are current supplements that you think perhaps we could all benefit from? Well, uh, from on Amazon, they uh, have one uh, Italian uh, uh, bergamot uh, capsule, 500 milligram. And that has an extract from bergamot orange tree in Southern Italy. Yep. This uh, bergamot is a crossbreed between lemon and uh, bitter uh, orange. Okay. And in the peel, and I repeat only in the peel, uh, that is very useful in reducing inflammation all over the body at the same time, for some reason, it reduces cholesterol tremendously. And mm. that is what I'm trying to find out now. Uh, and those who drink tea, I think they should uh, get used to Earl Grey tea. Any tea which says Earl Grey, that has to have peel of the bergamot uh, orange fruit. Yeah. Uh, so one can start with that. And the other uh, supplement that I'm working on is from artichokes uh, uh, combined with milk thistle. Uh, and that one is very, very good for liver. People talk about the diet and all that, uh, but nobody mentions about the liver when liver is actually a furnace through which all the foods go through and all the toxins go through and liver detoxifies them. So liver has to be at its most efficiency all the time functioning. And artichokes have been found uh, to uh, correct that, but you have to eat tons of artichokes. Therefore, it's better to buy this capsule which has uh, oh, yeah. artichoke extract in it, along with another product, which is a milk thistle, which is a plant with similar effects uh, and uh, that is supposed to be very effective. I yeah. don't have the final answer yet. Okay, and just jumping back a second um, to the food groups, you also mentioned having some yogurt, like a couple of uh, tablespoons of yogurt, uh, maybe as a dessert or something like that. Is, is yogurt, like a dairy yogurt still good? Because I, I sort of am conflicted about eating dairy. Okay. As far as dairy is concerned, for example, vegans don't take dairy no matter what. Uh, but those who do, uh, for them, make sure when you buy yogurt, it says no sugar added. Uh, okay. Because there's always some sugar from the fruit, uh, but if the sugar from the fruit is say uh, seven uh, grams, then there is added sugar of four or five grams, making total of 12. 
So that should be zero added sugar. So buy mm. those and they are available in the market. I get mine from Whole Foods and uh, they are there. Okay, yep. Um, now jumping back to the, the supplements, um, what, what supplements, I know you're looking into these couple of new ones and actually you just talked about the artichokes for the liver. Are there anything, is there anything else that you do to try and promote a healthy liver or help, help your liver do its job? Like do you have a, a tea or a drink or some sort of supplement that you take other than the artichoke one? Uh, well, uh, as far as tea is concerned, uh, make sure that you pour hard water on the tea bag and let the color come which you want and then pick up the bag, throw it away, never squeeze it. That is the mistake people make. They squeeze it and what happens that the oxidants in the tea becomes antioxidants in the tea become pro-oxidants and they damage uh, the body cells. And therefore one should never uh, squeeze it and also try not to leave the tea and reheat an hour or a couple of hours later because those pro-oxidants are there and they become more concentrated. Oh, okay. So don't don't leave the tea cup, no, the tea bag in your cup. Uh, no, you have the tea bag in the cup. You pour water. When the color desired color comes, you pick up the bag and you throw it away, and you uh -huh. drink the tea. Okay. And I must mention also, some people are so nuts after the proteins these days, especially the goes on paleo diet, but Protein uh, is used only to repair the tissues. Whatever is left is converted into glucose in the liver. And when it is converted into glucose in the liver, if body at that particular time needs glucose, it will pass on to that Otherwise, it will convert all that protein will be converted into fat called VLDL. And that fat is sticky. And when liver releases that into the blood, it goes into the arteries and gets stuck with yeah. the inner lining of the walls of the arteries and produces uh, coronary artery disease and arteries of the neck, arteries mm. of the legs, and therefore, too much protein is not good. The amount gotcha. of protein uh, that you need only stay with that, which is usually recommended as uh, 55 to 60 uh, grams for adult men and 45 to 50 for women. Yeah. Beyond, beyond that, you should not. And do you think the, um, the source of the protein uh, varies like if we have um, protein from beans and things like that um, can we have more of that compared to if we had protein from animal meat uh, the amount should not exceed but that is your source that is fine okay and so same, those same, same vegetarians who only get it from beans and all that usually have to eat more and therefore I uh -huh. suggest to them that two egg whites from hard-boiled eggs, throw away the yellow, uh, especially if you have cholesterol problems, 
uh, just take the two egg whites every day. I do. Okay. All right. And so just jumping into the supplements for now, um, what what standard set of supplements would you recommend to someone or to everyone that you think we should take? Like, um, you know, I've heard vitamin D is is one of those that, that most people should supplement. As a matter of fact, beyond what I have mentioned, the only one I'll add is vitamin D. <clears throat> uh, and, there is, and I do not recommend any other supplements at all. And can I, why can I ask you about the, um, I mean, there's a lot of uh, new supplements and, and new science coming about longevity and health. Um, and there's one particular supplement, uh, NMN supplement um, to help. And it's a NAD booster, which I, I can't explain as well as you probably can. Is there any, well, any benefits of that? Well, the problem is that companies that make all this, they want to make money. So they always overshoot, they all recommend high doses, but what effect it will have in the long run, nobody knows. Mm. So it is better not to go and achieve all those from your diet, the healthy diet. And I was talking about vitamin D, I have yet to see uh, a, a person, uh, say from India, uh, where the skin is a little dark, who has normal vitamin D. People who live in a, a northern uh, a hemisphere over here, like USA, Canada, and all that, we have winters which are very long, and summers are short. We do not get much exposure to sun, so we also lack vitamin D. Yeah. And lack of vitamin D not only makes the bones porous, but lack of vitamin D has been shown to be associated with coronary disease also, as well as cancer, all those. And therefore vitamin D should be checked at least once a year in your uh, blood profile, and it should be corrected. Uh, and the test to be ordered should be dihydroxy 25, or 25 dihydroxy test. Usually that is the one which is ordered anyway, but this is much better standardized. Okay, yeah. And can you do these tests at home now, like to, to test out your, your vitamins and minerals and, and things in your body? At home? Yeah. No. You need to still go to see a physician yeah. or doctor. And yeah. While we, we are at it, I must mention, when you go to doctor and get the blood test once a year, and the doctor will test cholesterol, triglycerides, good cholesterol, bad cholesterol, make sure to mention, and it is in my book, to include high sensitivity CRP test, not regular CRP, high sensitivity CRP, because that is very, very sensitive and tells you whether you have very low risk of coronary disease or high risk, that must be included if you don't ask, Doctors won't do it. So what is that high sensitive high sensitivity CRP? Yes, CRP, C-reactive okay. protein. All right, good to know. So look, we've covered a lot on diet, and uh, I know we're we're coming to the end of the segment here, but um, you've got a lot more in the book, a lot more to share. And I think, um, I mean, there's a few areas that I, I think we could touch on, but the one I want to delve into is this because uh, it's in the title also is this idea of mindfulness being 
a very strong force um, in our health and longevity. So can you talk to us about mindfulness and and what you've sort of written in the book to to help people uh, develop a mindfulness practice perhaps? Right. This has been shown that people who practice mindfulness regularly, and I've written the technique in the book, in the long run, the outer layer of the brain called cortex is thicker in those who do mindfulness practice regularly than those who don't. Plus, right behind the ear, there is a a structure called hippocampus that Mm -hmm. also becomes thicker in those who do mindfulness. Now, what does that mean? That means that, number one, these people are more prone to being calm rather than emotional. They control their emotions much better. Though stress is all around us and will remain, but the effect of stress is less. And in these people, if you do uh, brain scans, they have found out that the areas where there were amyloid deposits, which are responsible for loss of memory, they thin out and eventually disappear. So that is why mindfulness is very, very important. And eventual aim is that the stress, though it will remain around you, it should not affect you and you should not react emotionally to stress. Mm. So mindfulness is really about helping reduce that level of stress and anxiety. Exactly. And is that, sorry, just going back to how that, like, in our body helps us. I mean, I don't understand. I understand that stress is is not good and I I have a lot of stress in my life generally, um, but I do try to practice mindfulness and I do try and reduce that. But what is it exactly that's happening in our body with stress? What in the body? Yeah, yeah. Like why, why, why does stress make us unhealthy? Oh, uh, stress does the same thing which unhealthy food does, and that is it leads to generalized low-grade inflammation in the body, which over the years adds up, and then leads to high blood pressure, stroke, heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, dementia, arthritis, diabetes, and leaky, leaky gut syndrome. Is that because, like, stress creates cortisol, right? Is that correct? Yes. So too much cortisol we can't manage? Is that what happens with inflammation? Like, how does that all link? Uh, Well, uh, we all have at the back of our brain what's called old brain. In old times, people had only, say, millions of years ago, Uh, they had only three functions to do in a day. One, get up in the morning, go out, hunt, and in the evening, collect the meat, come home and eat. During all that day, they were under stress that the predator may not eat them. So they were kind of uh, 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 very alert and their cortisol levels were high. And that proves that stress leads to high cortisol level. And then in return for that, uh, it uh, affects the, uh, causes uh, stress, 
and it is a stress hormone and leads to all the effects of the stress. Whereas uh -huh. hippocampus is the one which keeps amygdala under control. Amygdala reacts to, it's an almond-shaped small structure which reacts to stress and tells hypothalamus, a small structure below the brain, go and produce. And then hypothalamus tells the adrenal glands in the abdomen to produce cortisol. So this is a circuit, how it is, actually it is amygdala which is responsible for the start of the cycle and hippocampus keeps it under control. Gotcha, okay. Uh, wow, and what, what, um, what mindfulness practice uh, do you recommend or do you do to help keep your stress levels low? Okay, what I do is you sit comfortably and but not too comfortable because you want to remain alert. Yeah. And uh, try to keep the spine straight but not stiff. And then you just focus on your breath for a few minutes and just feel the sensations of the breath from nostrils going all the way down to the belly and then during exhale all the way going out and then keep feeling that and then let the focus go and you just be aware of those feelings. And that's called awareness practice, which is okay. mindfulness. And you yeah. just stay with that. And every time the mind wanders, you bring the mind back to the breath sensations. Breath is your anchor, breath is your life. And you can sit as long as you want those who tell me, gee, I don't have time. I said, okay, do you have one minute? They say, yes. I said, okay. In, whenever you have time, you sit at the edge of the bed or chair, close your eyes, sit comfortably, and focus your attention at the tip of the nose and feel the air going in and out for one minute and then go. When you mm. feel comfortable, increase it to two minutes, when you come to about five minutes and you feel comfortable, then you do this breath technique, which I have mentioned. Yeah. Okay. So focusing on that breath and any, like any time frame, I guess to start with is a good time frame. How often would you do this practice, Raj? Would you morning and night or just once a day? Okay. Uh, it should be done anytime convenient with you but preferably in the morning. Mm -hmm. And secondly, what I do is my practice is on the breath and then to that I add sensations of the body, any numbness and tingling, any pressure, any stiffness, any heat or any cold, any feeling in the body, whole body, that's called entire body meditation, including the breath, all at the same time. Yeah. And so what I do is I do three minute meditation several times a day, every time you can think of it. One minute to uh, just uh, focus, uh, check my mind and sit comfortably and one minute on the breath and then one minute on entire body with the breath. And that's enough, it's called three minute breathing space. Yeah. And I tell everybody, develop a habit every now and then when you can think of it, take a deep breath and then 
blow the air out all the way through the mouth. Breathe in through the nose, breathe out through the mouth. Just once every now and then, that will release a lot of tension from your body. Mm, it's good to, to break it up in the day, isn't it? Yeah. If you don't have time for that, you are driving, red light comes, you stop there, then you just take this deep breath through the nose, blow out through the mouth, and the red light then goes green, you go, when next red light comes, so that way you can find time. Nobody tells me that they don't have time <laughs> to have one breath. No, very good, very good. Mate, I appreciate you taking the time coming on today and um, certainly we'll put the link for your book. Uh, everyone listening, the book is called Healthy Diet and Mindfulness to Prevent Coronary Heart Disease. Um, the link will be in the show notes at thehiddenwide.com. By, by the way, those who want to buy the book, it is available on Amazon, amazon.com. And then they can also go to my website, which is rajkanand, R-A-J-K-A-N-A-N-D, one word, dot com. And there they can see the book. They can hear this podcast also. And if they have any question, I have my email address. They can send me email. I always answer. And I will request you, sir, also, Lee, if you would be kind to send me uh, this link after you uh, develop this uh, podcast and I will uh, ask my team to put that on my website as well. Absolutely will. So I'll stick the link for your website in the show notes at thehiddenwide.com, the book link there as well. Guys, if you want to um, learn more about Raj and his book, um, jump on his website and uh, Raj certainly will keep in touch and you in the loop with the launch date of this. Thanks for coming on today. A really good time. You want me to give you my personal email address so you can send me the link? I've, I've got that, mate. Yep. I'll, I'll send it, it is, to you, the one I sent you this morning. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you, Raj. And Everyone out there listening. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're very welcome. It's been great. Lots of information to digest. Guys listening, until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there, breathe more passion into every single moment. Do 
everything with greater purpose. And in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is The Hidden Why. My name is Lee Manutzi. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.